What's up, everybody? This is Illiterate. This week we're covering Where the Crawdads Sing. My name is Evan. I have been looking at this thing all day. I'm hanging out with Taylor. And I have found some horrifying footage from 1996 about oh, whatever the heck's going on with this thing. Some things are happening in the news. I have stayed away from the details of that. I'm going to learn that with you. <laughs> but we are doing Where the Crawdads Sing uh, this week because it has exploded back into the headlines, but on a true crime sense. Um, <laughs> God help the YouTube comments. Yeah. So uh, Where the Crawdads Sing just came out, uh, and it is about the story of a, a girl who lives away from society in the woods who ends up involved with a boy who then is murdered. Yeah. And much of the film is about called into question, well, who's responsible and is she responsible? That's the, the large looming area of the plot. This isn't about that plot of Where the Crawdads <laughs> Sing, except for now in the headlines, the author has been called into questioning for a real murder. <laughs> yeah. The uh, author is, uh, and, and even more bizarre, it's like author wanted by the Zambian government in connection with a murder. <laughs> what in the world? So, you know, there might be, let's just say it, spoilers. If you, <laughs> you know, if, if you were really waiting on where the crowd had sing, I know it's a beloved book and people have been kind of, uh, you know, there's definitely an audience has been waiting on this. Yeah, yeah. So go watch that and come back and we'll talk about, all of the now the aftermath and contrasting with that long and short of it the spoiler of the story is uh she kills the boy she is responsible for yeah. the murder and gets away with it you're aligned emotionally to uh to be on her side but it calls him because he's abusive and, and yeah. yes yeah yeah it's a complex story. It's two hours. So, <laughs> uh, but ultimately, she is responsible for for his death and gets away with it, living out her peaceful life in in the woods. <laughs> and it's just so bizarre to us that that is the central nature of this story. And it seems as if there's uh, at least a, an inkling, an air, a pull. I don't know the details, but I cannot wait to hear what's actually happening. Yeah, one of the big things to put this into context, because I have seen the cover art. If you've been in some sort of transit hub, an airport or a subway or something, people are reading this mm -hmm. or it's on the shelf. It's been everywhere. This boggled my mind when I looked into it. It's one of the most successful th books of the 21st century, bar not like just yeah. from yes. the numbers side of things. I wasn't least, joking. Yeah. There's an audience. Yeah. There was an audience of people waiting on this movie because yeah. this is a so, really beloved book. But like, didn't really have much of a push at the beginning. Twenty eight thousand copies for its first run, which is fairly modest. Like, no one was anticipating this. It was only when it got on Reese Witherspoon's book club in twenty eighteen. Then it just kept mm. selling. Some of the things that are crazy holds the number one spot for the most number one weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Wow! Oh my gosh! This, for how long? <laughs> this book, which uh. I mean, since it came out, but like maybe since they really revamped the list in 2008, which doesn't really surprise me because the New York Times bestsellers list, if you know it, it's technically an editorial. It's not actually sales, you know, so they have some proprietary algorithm where it's like you could actually be doing really well and not be on that list. So it's propaganda is what you're saying. It is. But what isn't propaganda is the actual sales of it. So in 2019 alone, it beat the combined sales of new novels by 
John Grisham, Margaret Atwood, and Stephen King, they all came out with a new book in 2019 and where the crawdads sing be all of them. I was ready for some like low flying titles that I certainly recognize, (laughs) but like it beat this, it beat that, it beat Ready Player One, you know, like that was what I was at, but you're like heavy hitters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then in terms of where it is now, it's in the 10 to 20 million copies range in terms of the like best-selling books of all times, others that are in this caliber, that is, it is either close with or has beaten is Catch-22, Fifty Shades of Grey, The Grapes uh. of Wrath, and it has beaten The Cat in the Hat. And it's like, <laughs> what in the world are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, some of these books have been out for 60 years. So how... Is this, you know, that's Gosh. part of the, the why is that, why it's so salacious then what we're going to be talking about. Even just the word crawdad was like one of the top words of 2019 because it rose in search queries 1,200%. People were like, what the heck's a crawdad? Because <laughs> you're seeing it. Yeah, every- like I, I, I have the benefit of being from the deep south. So like I, yeah, I, yeah. that's just it. I, but I know that. I know that that is a word a lot of people have never heard before. Yeah. So like. <laughs> and it is kind of a weird book and story in the sense of like it's got this weird title that some people don't really know about. It is purported as this thriller murder thing, but then the book is actually mostly Kaya's life and a lot of nature writing and interspersed right. with the drama of the the murder going back and forth, whereas the film right. is the other way and it's mostly the scandal of the murder and then <sighs> bits and pieces of her life. So I didn't realize – numbers wise it also holds up people up at all ever no you know like i i I knew we were coming into it and it was going to be a big book i knew i had a big audience waiting on it i knew that it has a ton of fans but that you know that that we've done a lot of things like that so i you know it's not like goldfinch was you know boxing (laughs) at those numbers you know like so like even yeah little (laughs) fires everywhere i'm like oh no this is 50 shades of gray cat in the hat territory right right. Uh, yeah yeah so that's why this this thing is so salacious. And also some of the other stuff, just to get a sense of this woman and, and tying in some of the nature stuff. So she's now in her 70s. She'd never written a novel before. Took her the better part of 10 years to write. She grew up in rural Georgia. Oh, so did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Closer to the Florida line, not uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So but, uh, deeper south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She got her bachelor's in zoology and her PhD. Mm, cool. She's a doctor in animal behavior. So her whole Mm. life basically was animal conservation and studying. She moved to Africa in 1974 with her husband and wrote, they they actually, so this is her first novel, but she has written three other books with him about Africa. Cry of the Kalahari was when she was in Botswana for seven years, basically eight hours away from anyone, no roads. They studied a lot to do with hyenas there, but- uh, I'm picturing- the the parents from Mean Girls, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, yeah, kind of. I mean, if you look at some pictures, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can see where it's from the Swahili tribe of the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's very, I mean, I... very much. Uh, you can see too with this story of oh, it's this girl who lives out in the North Carolina swamps on her own. She's a very solitary, isolated person. Right, Delia Owens is the is the author, and so. Continue working in Africa in the other books, 1992's Eye of the Elephant, because they were working more with elephants, and then 2006, Secrets of the Savannah, 
They returned to the U.S. in 1996 for grizzly bear conservation efforts, lived in Idaho, and tons of writing and ecology studies and professional journals and whatnot. Her and her husband divorced after 40 years of marriage. She 40 years of being on the run is what <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she now lives in North Carolina where the book is set. But I mean, Georgia is pretty close parallel right. in terms of her upbringing and all of that. Yeah. So not to diminish stuff with the film, because that's kind of where this sucks in terms of the f- filmmakers didn't really know much about what the news articles are now. No, but yeah. what sucks, I mean, the film is almost exclusively by women, produced by Reese and Lauren, written by Lucy Alibar, who did Beasts of the Southern Wild, directed oh, yeah. by Olivia Newman. It's not her first, but it's it's an early work that she's been doing in terms of feature films. And then Taylor Swift wrote an original song for it. You know, it's like wow. yeah. female powerhouse it's production yeah. effort. And then it just gets shot down by all of this to do with the author, which well, here we yeah, go. And that'll, <laughs> be, that'll also be interesting to see um, and what happens from here, because this is propelling the title into the headlines in a much different way. And there is still that old saying that, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity. So like, look at us. We would have never done this this week, but because this is here and happening and it's thematically relevant and crazy parallel, here it is. We're talking about it. Yeah. We're putting it out there. More people are going to probably see this thing than would have anyway. So uh, I-, I will be watching to see. We'll see what unfolds. I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah. So then the the shocking scandal, it seems, Why why is it coming out now? It actually came out in 2010. She just hadn't written the book yet, and so nobody cared. <laughs> so it's like, Wait, it what? also begs, yeah, yeah, all this was already, this has been out for over a decade. Is it the same thing like with the staircase where like it was admitted all about their relationship like a decade ago, and it's yeah, only now yeah, kind of hitting, yeah. hitting the <laughs> yeah. mainstream? Okay. Kind Interesting. of, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, it was reported, and I guess there was some scuttlebutt, but it's like unless you were in the uh, ecology conservation efforts going on in Africa, you would not have really cared that much about what was going on. Yeah. Unless you're knee deep in saving the elephants, you probably like have never. (laughs) So I, I looked into this New Yorker article that came out, like I said, in 2010, it's almost 20,000 words long. And for perspective, the book where the crawdads sing is 90,000 words. So it's like a quarter of the, of the book itself is just devoted to all what was going on with them. And this journalist traveled to South Africa, Idaho, Zambia, interviewed over 100 sources. It was like a big deal to try and figure out what these people yeah. were up to when they were in Africa. And I mean, a lot of it is pull quotes from they wrote three books about their experiences in Africa. So it's kind of like, well, they also said what was going on at the same time. Does so, Africa does Africa extradite? <laughs> Well, no. So that's yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's the that's what people are asking now. But yeah, when the book came out, when where the crawdads sing came out, people were reaching this journalist, being like, "Is this the same? Is this the same Delia Owens from the whole deal?" He's like, "Yeah, I already. Uh, oh, weird. I've already been talking about this." So yeah, her, her husband, and her stepson are still wanted for questioning in relation to the incidents. I do have to frame some context because like the book itself, it's like, well, she did murder the guy, but also he was a piece of garbage 
but also right. are you allowed to murder people? You know, like that's right. that's kind right. of the central question that maybe also left some readers confused of the book too of like, well, you want to have the audience feeling at the end, you get them, but then it's at the same time, you're like, did you earn that? But isn't that a great conversation to leave your readers? You know, yeah, if you were yeah, doing that yeah. in a book club, that's a great conversation at the <laughs> end of it all. You know, being yeah. like, well, I thought it was fine. I, I thought he got what he deserved. I can't believe yeah. you would think that would be, you know, like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. a great, uh, that's yeah. a great little uh, thing to leave it out on that, yeah. that that lingers past the page, that lingers so past that, yeah. the experience of reading it. That's why I want to frame, because I think, because I went through the New Yorker article and now it's just the salacious murderer question mark and that, which is, you know, what we started the podcast with, but I did want to put in (laughs) some context so that people do have the book club. Well, what about what actually, I mean, that's, that's the only, I mean, we're not saying she did it or anything. We have no, (laughs) you know, we have no idea, but it's the fact that that she wrote a whole book that left you with those questions about your own morality and what yeah. was okay and what wasn't okay the limits of that yeah she wrote a whole book about that and now we're finding out that like well she is involved She's in involved. something oh <laughs> similar similar you know yeah so we're not yeah. saying she did it guilty <laughs> you know <laughs> like but it is it is just she you know it is just peculiar astonishing it's interesting even that something like this could be happening we yeah we, we could do a whole episode just about the book and the plot and the morality question but honestly that didn't grab us until the headlines come out so here we are but it's making us dig into the story as well because that's you can't divorce that from what yeah. we're talking about. And, and that's is, almost that more... is part of the story. She wrote yeah. the story about this question. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it's almost like, oh yeah, like Tiger King. It's like, well, let's get a limited series on her time in Africa in the 70s. I, you know, yeah. 80s. Yeah. This is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so the not even devil's advocate, but just what was happening in that time in 1960, this is before they got there, the North Luangwa Park had in Zambia had 70,000 elephants, people say, but by the eighties, it was maybe dropped down to 5,000, just a complete decimation because of poaching. Oh my God. So the, the government corruption also didn't really support the park scouts. It was like, there was serious problems. Like, were there wow. going to be any more, you know, like, so it's not like they were coming in just being Rambo. It was like, there was, there was no setup or support for them as conservationists to really attack this head on. So her husband, Mark got named and she did, I guess too. And her stepson got named honorary game Rangers from the government Mm. when they were there in the eighties. Although now that I say that, I I, I believe her stepson did not get named because he wasn't officially a part of it. He was just like, be there for vacations when he was, when he was there. So I don't think it was Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. he was specifically government sanctioned, but they did have some sway in like, Hey, you guys are there. You're studying this stuff. Maybe help the scouts with the poachers and whatnot. And so Mark kind of takes this, and this is from one of the books that she wrote about when they were with the elephants she was saying that Mark believed we, that they should get personally involved, flying patrols, airlifting scouts, going on anti-poaching foot patrols. And she said, I argue that we should supply them with good equipment and encouragement, but we should not personally go after the poachers. So she, you know, writing in this book that came out in the 90s before this specific incident, it was like, she was not interested. Like there's uh, her on record being in like, conflict. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was not, was she not was not confrontational with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, according to this researcher and other people talking about it now, Mark went a little nuts 
and even in the books, it's like he he had a plane and then a helicopter and was flying low, throwing cherry bombs at poaching camps who were then shooting wow. back at him. And you Lord. know, she she was like, I'm not sure this is worth dying for anymore. Uh, right. You know, in the book, I'm, I'm paraphrasing some stuff from the book, but she was like, I don't want you to die for nothing. I want you to stop the poaching as much as you do. You've crossed over the line. I can't go on like this. She actually moved away wow. from the camp that he was at and started her own camp and stayed there because for of the months. violence. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And just being like, I don't want you to be gone and then come back the next day and be like, I don't know where you were. Oh, you're fighting poachers with these uh, park scouts. You know, it was a. Uh, so people kind of ascribe it's kind of like Kurtz in Heart of Darkness, like he was just going off the off the rails, and she right. So all that to say, in terms of like what I found, this video footage, she was not there at this particular scandalous event. Like she's not there already. It's like, well, she didn't. She she didn't kill anybody because she literally right. wasn't there. But there's all these other then questions about her accessory to it or being open about it yeah. or the questioning or then. So what happened was in 1995, ABC sent a camera crew to film the situation oh, with their no. conservation efforts. They were there for a month and, you know, cause it's like, there's no security in the park and they've raised this money to fend off these elephant poachers. It's, it's a very interesting oh, documentary wow. situation. So this was released a year later under a little, you know, a little thing on ABC called Deadly Game, Mark and Delia Owen's story. And it has a disclaimer that says scenes of violence might be upsetting. And it is extremely upsetting because like I said, like no joke, there is literally an on-camera execution of an alleged poacher. Wow. Oh my God. Who was not identified. The body was never recovered. I'll post a clip. They don't show the oh thing on God. YouTube, obviously, but they show it's bits and pieces, the journalist talking over, and you can see some of the the clip from the ABC thing, the body, they shot, <laughs> like, you know, it's the absolute, absolute other extreme of stopping poaching by murder. Like I, it's, it's. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's the question of, well, was there any investigation into, did this poacher have a gun? God. Was it even a poacher? <laughs> you know, like there's no investigation of who this who was, was, who shot this? them. Yeah. Anything oh, was just, God. there's just footage of a dead body. And they're oh like, we God. got them. And then that's it. But who shot them? All of this wow. stuff. So the Zambian work continued without the Owenses. Like they they said they, they were going on a sabbatical. And then the US embassy was like, do not go back into the country. So they never came back. There's no statute of limitations on murder. So like I said, that's the headline that's coming out is, oh, she's wanted as a witness or as a corroborator. Or like wow. she, you know, it's not, it's, it's again, yeah. All the scandal is overblowing Good. the fact that it's like she was not even in the footage. She wasn't even there. But the fact is yeah. this happened. It was their thing. From their books, we know they were doing all kinds of – or at least her husband was definitely doing a bunch of stuff. Well, she's on record being – you know, trying to quell down the conflict. She's on, she's on record disagreeing with the conflict rising yeah. Um, yeah. and went to lengths to you know, distance herself from it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm looking so. at it and, and I'm glad that on the front end, just for the, you know, for the publicity edge of it, that we play up the parallels, but on the yeah. other end of it is hearing the story of it now. It doesn't sound anything, you know, it's nothing like the story, um, <laughs> yeah. but it, but it's, yeah. it's wildly fascinating. And this whole situation, because the, the story of this footage is harrowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. So 
they did have one piece, which is the ABC camera, because ABC is not releasing anything. They blur the faces of the people in the footage, so you don't know who anybody is. But the ABC cameraman was like, oh, yeah, Christopher Owens, the stepson, he shot the guy. And so that's- Mike! Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> then with this stuff, so there is some other scandal related to it, which then kind of ties into the fact, because like I said, if like she had written this book and nobody cared, she would have just been some 70-year-old lady who wrote this book and it came out and a thousand people read it and whatever. Right. And then nobody would have followed up on this ever again. But with also her writing this book, there are things that she puts into the book that then- you know, now she's a public figure and yeah. she's made millions well, of dollars. And so some, yeah. You can obviously see the, the morality questions that have lingered in her life that charged her, yeah. her life. I mean, there it is uh, in, in broad daylight. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm, we'll see what happens. We'll see where this goes from here. But I mean, she experienced something really traumatic, was really close to something really traumatic and had a lot of questions left about what happened, not just about herself, but the entire ordeal and everyone involved. Um, so right there, right there, uh, with it doesn't have to be like, oh, maybe she killed her first lover <laughs> in high school and we never knew about yeah, yeah. it. You know, it's nothing. It's it's she she went through an experience like this that left her questioning, like, wow, well, you're right up until what extent, up until yeah. how far. Uh, she wrote a whole book about that question. It's really and being lonely and being out in nature and being, you know, this woman yes. in a in yeah. a man's world and whatnot. And it's like people maybe want to make more connections, like you're saying, of like, oh, this was weighing on. And isn't it fascinating that this is the book that she chose? And yeah, of course, because she couldn't go to Africa anymore. <laughs> like that's a big thing that happened. She spent yeah. a lot of her life there. She did all her schooling to go there. And then these things happen and she can't be there anymore. That would make you want to write a novel about something like that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, I, I'm certainly on a completely different footing than I was when I started the episode. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think it's funny and I, it's that we, you know, sensationalize, play up the sensationalized aspect of it because that drew us to it. But this is all about getting behind the sensationalized. You know, these things aren't bigger than life; they are real life. We're trying to get to the bottom of these things and how people yeah. really create something. Um, this is a fascinating story of, of of really outrageous elements that all blend together, uh, and it's just it's it's unfortunate that uh, in a way that it's being sensationalized with these types of headlines. But at the same time, I have to come back to the we wouldn't be given it this secondary scrutiny here without that. Why that is, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you can't divorce it from well that here we are, you know. So well, and that's what some people uh, were saying with with like. Like like you're saying, that, that secondary scrutiny also then comes into kind of who she is as a person outside of it, where it's like she wrote a book about certain things. We'd be remiss to not mention a lot of the things that people didn't like about the book and were confused by were its mm. attitude towards black characters and the mm. stereotyping of like the wise African-American woman, the kindly father figure, and they're the only black characters and they're, they're only there to serve Kaya. And the dialogue is written phonetically like gone with the wind. And it's like, I get that it's a period piece, but why are you presenting it in this way? There was some stuff with her past in Africa and her writings and perceptions about people there that were also then called into question. So it's not, it, it, it rounds it out as like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a very complete 
difficult person that. See, that and I, think I watched I watched a review yeah. by a black a gay black man who loved those characters. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he just was. The, they were his favorite characters, and he was happy to see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, and he brought up the he brought up the language, and that it was it felt mm-hmm. like antiquated, but at the same time, it was just like wanted those characters and was and it, it made it it obviously made, gave him a window into that story yeah so <laughs> it, you know that's that's i guess why the book is so popular because people are there's equally like this book changed my life i read it 45 times and then also i hated it for these reasons and she is a racist right. murderer and you know all, all everything in between lord. as well is why it's a yeah. why it's a headline lord well, if I was Reese Witherspoon, I'd walk out of an interview too. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is a lot to explode in the middle of a press tour of a movie you just unveiled uh, with a book that has a huge following. It's a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And we have we bring up more questions than answers, but that's when we're at absolutely our best is when we don't <laughs> we don't know. But honestly, I, I, getting the picture here of what what really are in the headlines it was a lot did did a lot better job than what the headlines really want you to believe. Because certainly before going in, I'm thinking like, oh, she, you know, this is a story of her life. It's Tiger and, King. And it's, it's whatever. It's, yeah, yeah, right. You know, but it's 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 much different than that. <laughs> it's much more complex. It's much bigger. I know I love and, that people neglect to mention it's like she wrote three books about what happened in that time. Like this, like <laughs> yeah. the morality question is interesting, but past that, it does, I don't know that it has anything to do with any of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's sad that the sensationalism is what it took to bring it, bring us to it in a way. But at the same time, hey, you know, that's the nature. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, audience, as always, what do you think? Are we completely off the rails? Should this be? Uh, in yeah, should we cancel her? Like, should we yeah. cancel the whole thing? Should we can- let's cancel Reese Witherspoon? I'm calling it right now. Hashtag cancel Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, how much? God, how much? How much are? I guess that's part of the question of the thing book. The whole thing is like, what do you hold people culpable for based on who they are and right. what they know and the whole dealio? Yeah. Uh, you can always reach out to us at IlliteratePod on Instagram or illiteratepod at gmail.com seriously guys let us know what you're reading i know you're i i know you're reading stop reading and listen to me what are you reading send us send us those titles let us know what you're excited for coming out on streaming coming out in theaters what are you doing here if you're not looking forward to something and if you're looking (laughs) forward to something let us know what that is so that we can give you the content you so desire until then we'll be here each and every friday good to be back taylor yes yes Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we'll see you next week.